Our scripture reading is Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 20. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts. giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. May God bless the reading of the word. Welcome to Weston Park Baptist Church. This is uh, our season of Pentecost. We are in the midst. We've been looking at themes that we have hopefully learned during this COVID-19 and going forward as we go into the summer. So what have we learned, particularly today, related to the issue of time? In my conversations with different people, I hear that people do indeed have more time. Their schedules have changed. So perhaps there is an opportunity here uh, going forward, something that is constructively uh, possible for us as we uh, move forward together as a community for you and your family, for you as an individual. So we're looking at Ephesians 5, 15 to 20, which really divides into two units. And the first unit has to do with walking in wisdom. And the second unit is walking in the spirit. And there's essentially three dividers in each point. So we look at walking in wisdom. Wisdom uh, begins with the statement in Ephesians 5.15, Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise. Be careful how you live. Literally, that is, be careful how you walk. So the word is to walk. In COVID-19, we've been having more time to walk. I see people out walking all the time, and they're very careful. How am I walking when other people come another way? People move over, give the distance of six feet for everybody. At least we try. Be careful how you walk. Well, that's what Paul is saying here. And the word that is used there for wisdom is the word Sophia. And Sophia, in the biblical sense, is not essentially focused on intellect. Sophia, in the Israel Israeli sense, has more to do with our experience with God. It's fearing God. It is being aware that we are in a dynamic with God through all of our life. How do we walk in terms of our relationship with God as we go through our day? Live as wise, not as unwise. So that's where Paul is going. Wisdom was a big deal in the first century. Big deal for the Greeks in terms of philosophy, big deal for the Jewish community in terms of wisdom literature, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Job, others. So wisdom is something that people are aware of. And Paul is saying here, live as wise people rather than unwise. Be careful how you live. Be careful comes related to our word accurate. Live accurately. Be mindful in that sense. So we begin with wisdom. And specifically then, Paul moves to this issue of time. 
So we hear the statement, making the most of the time, verse 16, because the days are evil. Making the most of the time. I think it was just a few weeks ago that we spoke in terms of the Greek language. There are two different words for time. One is uh, chronos, which is clock time, chronological, we get that word. Or the second word is kairos, times of opportunity. It's interesting that here the word is that word for kairos, making the most of the time, times of opportunity, because the days are evil, Paul says. So be aware of how you spend your time. So in this season of COVID-19, we're encouraged to be aware of our time, because indeed it is a time of challenge. Paul uses here evil, but it's a time of challenge, threats, anxieties, Be aware of how you are living and using your time, times of opportunity. And particularly, we are called to buy it back, make the most of. This is an economics term, buy it back, redeem the time. Be aware, use it well. Beth and I have been watching recently a um, a very fine series on uh, Amazon Prime, but it's interesting that it's an hour long each one and there are eight episodes. So I've just now spent, as I review it, eight hours of my life watching this series. That may well be fine, but Paul is suggesting, okay, at least be aware of how you are using your time. Indeed, redeem it. Don't lose it. Buy it back. It's an economics term. So we're called to walk in wisdom, and we are called to use our time well. So here in COVID-19, how are we using our time? Are we having opportunities, or are we missing the opportunities? That's what Paul is encouraging us. And then thirdly, the third point is understanding the will. Ephesians 5.17, so do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's interesting, I find, because Paul is assuming that we can understand the will of the Lord. It's not just impossible. As children of God, creatures made in his image, we have the ability to understand. And here the word is, is use your logic. Use your reasoning abilities. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Think through what God has for you in this time. That's what Paul is saying. And if we do that, we will have a better sense of the guide and the direction that we are pursuing and going for. So not to be senseless. The word for uh, understanding what the will of the Lord is has to do with mind. It's actually the word mind, not to be unmindful. So be mindful. Be thinking in terms of what God has called us to do. So that's all of what... Paul is saying in using our time well, we have wisdom, use your time well, and explore what God's will is for your life. Don't just give up and say it's impossible to know. Paul is saying you can indeed use your mind to think things through, to walk with wisdom, number one. Secondly, Paul goes on and says we are to walk in the Spirit. And of course, this is the season of Pentecost, so this is right on target for where we are. We hear the language, verse 18, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. 
So he's saying, as he introduces that idea, don't, don't just engage some form of dissipation. It's not limited to being drunk. And here, actually, there's probably a connection to the Artemis uh, temple in Ephesus, where getting drunk and debauchery was all part of the cultic ceremony. And Paul is saying that will not help you because you will not have your understanding. You won't be able to reason things through because you're going to be drunk, dissipated. So rather than that, we are to be filled with the Spirit. I love that. Filled with the Spirit, plerao, is to fill up. Be filled up with the Spirit of God, pneuma, the breath of God. Paul is saying we can fill up on that. We don't need to fill up on wine. Nothing wrong with having the odd glass of wine. Great. But that's not the point of our lives. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Walk in wisdom and walk in the Spirit. That's the invitation. Be filled with the breath of God. Again, created in, in the image of our Creator, and our Creator breathes into us and gives us life. And Paul is saying, be filled in an ongoing way, every day, present tense, continuous. You and I be filled. We need to fill up the well. Every day the well gets drawn down by the challenges of life, and we are invited to fill that back up, be filled with the Spirit. And how do we do that? Paul gives two suggestions. And the first one is praising God. As you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts. It's all about praise. So Paul says if we are going to be filled with the Spirit, one specific way is to praise God. To be thinking of good things in your life. To be thinking of blessings from God. Be aware of that. Be conscious and give praise. You know, life is challenging, right? We know that. And, and what often happens is we, we narrow things down to ourselves, our ego, and specifically to some problem. And then we obsess on that problem. This is part of the DNA of, the, of humanity. Thousands of years we've been doing this. There's a problem, we focus on that problem. We obsess. We have our obsessions. And what that does is it narrows things down in our life. It, it closes our horizon. So all we see is that problem. And that's what we allow to dominate our lives. And often we will complain about that. We will complain about whatever that issue is. We go from complaint to complaint to complaint. And Paul is saying that is not how we are invited to live as creatures made in the image of God. Rather, we expand our horizon Moving away from our ego, see, we see the whole horizon and we give praise to God. That movement of praise will allow us to not be overcome with our fixations and obsessions, which takes the joy out of our lives. But that's a choice for you and it's a choice for me every day. Because every day you are going to have the, the tendency, the attraction to Focus on your problem and to complain about that rather than giving praise to God. It's part of who we are. So we have to do our intentional steps to fight that tendency that we have grown up with. Paul says, give praise. Sing your psalms, your hymns, your spiritual songs. Focus on who God is and what he has done, and that will 
brighten your life and make you feel happier. You'll be filled with the joy of the Spirit through giving praise. Praise is therapeutic, Paul says. The second point that he makes off of that is that it connects with the response of gratitude. Giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks. Giving thanks there is the word for its Eucharist, for giving or in experiencing communion. That the communion is a statement of thanks for who God is and what he's done for us in Jesus Christ. Give thanks. So thanksgiving is also therapeutic. Again, don't focus only on the problem. Don't do that. Give praise to God and be thankful in spite of the challenges that you and I are experiencing in the day. Be mindful of life's blessings. There's a phrase that I liked, and it is self-nudging. I read an article on CNN this week, and it talks about self-nudging. I like that. And what it means is, is you have to set things up, if you like, in your life so that you are aware and you help yourself to move in those directions. Self-nudge. So if you want to go for a walk, then make sure your running shoes are right by the door so you see them, and you're going to be quicker to pick them up and go. If you play the guitar, don't put your guitar in your guitar case and shove it underneath the bed. That won't help you. Put it out right in your living room, and chances are you're going to pick it up and play it. Self-nudging. Paul is saying, be aware, be mindful, give thanks to God. Give praise to God and give thanks. Gratitude is key in living a happy life, a joyful life, a therapeutic life, a life where we know the healing of the Holy Spirit in our, in our lives because we give thanks. Sure, there are concerns, but life is more than the concerns. Be mindful. So Paul is encouraging us to walk in wisdom and also to walk in the Spirit, be filled up with the Spirit, and specifically by giving praise and by giving thanks. So as we close, we're invited, well, okay, what's all that mean for us? Walking in wisdom, we review, to be wise, to use our time well, to be aware of God's will in your life, to think those things through, walk in wisdom. Secondly, walk in the Spirit. Be mindful and filled with the Spirit. Give praise to God and be grateful. That's where Paul has been going. Teilhard de Chardin was a Christian in the early 20th century and uh, also an anthropologist, did a lot of work in China. And he, as he reflects on his life and all the people that he's engaged with, he says, you know, there are, in his experience, three types of people. And the first group of people are those who are tired, those who are just overcome by all the problems of life, are just overwhelmed, that's all they see, just complaints, just complaints, just critique, just critique, they're tired. Now at times, of course, we all feel tired, sure. But is that an expression of your whole life? And Chardin is saying, you know, for a whole bunch of people, that's how I would call them. They are just simply tired. And then secondly, he says, okay, there's another group, and all they focus on is pleasure, is hedonism, just feeling good, 
Doesn't mean they're bad people, but their goal in that moment is I just want to feel good. I just want to feel happy. And I'm going to pursue my comfort and my convenience beyond everything else. That's what I want, to live a happy, peaceful life. No more than that. That's it. Chardin says that's the second group. And then he says, okay, but there's a third group. And the third group, he says, are those who are enthusiastic. And what he means by that is to be filled with God. Enthusiasm is to be full of God. That's how that word reads. Enthusiasm, in his sense, is to be full of God, to know that you and I are created in God's image, that he gives us a mind to figure things out, that he also gives us the, the, the benefit of filling us up with his Holy Spirit, his image in us, right up to the brim, so that you and I can live full and meaningful and significant lives, partners with God, no matter where we are, no matter what challenges we have, we carry on. Filled with God's enthusiasm. And so there are the tired ones. There are also those who just seek pleasure. And then there are those who are full of the Spirit of God and are enthusiastic about how they live their lives. So can we, as we move through COVID-19 and hopefully to the other side, carry on with a spirit of enthusiasm for the glory of God, that we might know Jesus, that we will be filled up with him. Say, no, 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 I don't want to live with all my critiques and complaints. I want to fill up with God. That's what he's saying to you and to me. May that be our response. In Jesus' name, amen.